You're listening to The Luxury Item, the podcast on the business of luxury and the people and companies that are shaping the future of the luxury industry. Here's your host, Scott Kerr. A sizzling summer continues with the rebound from eager-to-travel passengers refueling airlines, hotels, and cruise lines along the way. The incredible demand for the hospitality industry is also an encouraging sign for the dozens of luxury hotels opening around the world. For many, bookings are strong, and new hotel inventory is sparking even more interest to travel near and far. My guest today on The Luxury Item is Radha Aurora, President and Co-Chief Development Officer at Rosewood Hotels and Resorts, which manages a global collection of 29 one-of-a-kind luxury hotels, resorts, and residences in 17 countries. The Rosewood Collection includes some of the world's most legendary hotels and resorts, including the Carlisle in New York City, Rosewood Mansion on Turtle Creek in Dallas, and Hotel de Crillon in Paris, to name a few. Mr. Aurora brings 30 years of luxury hospitality leadership experience to his role, including serving in top positions at some of the world's finest and most celebrated luxury hotels. In his 10-year tenure as president of Rosewood Hotels and Resorts, he has overseen the brand's growth from a predominantly North American brand to a global leader in luxury hospitality. Currently, Mr. Aurora is overseeing the development of 25 new properties in distinct and exciting destinations. Welcome to the Luxury Item, Rada. Thank you very much. Good to have you with us. First, I have to congratulate you on having 13 Rosewood Hotels and Resorts properties being honored by Travel and Leisure's 27th Annual World's Best Awards. And it always seems Rosewood dominates these travel award lists. Yes, um, we, you know we're we're very, we're very fortunate that we're uh, we're recognized uh, by such um, you know coveted uh, publication, and of course it's uh, is guest feedback, is customer feedback as well with Travel and Leisure, so that's uh, even more um, heartrending. So you position Rosewood Hotels and Resorts as an ultra luxury brand. How do you define ultra luxury in the hotel space? Oh, well, that's a very good question. Um, I think you know. Ultra luxury. I mean, people have their own definition. People think about ultra luxury as something that's very material and something that's expensive, and uh, but it doesn't have to be any of that. I mean, I think at Rosewood, what we like to do is um, dive a bit deeper into the concept of luxury, really understand it from our customer standpoint. And so, for our guests, our uh, or our affluential explorers, if you will. Uh, as we call them, we, we know that, you know, their key indicators of an ultra-luxury experience goes beyond service and beyond personalization. And, and you know, it's, it's already, because that's already, you know, good service, great service personalization is already expected at, at our level. So, but we really like to focus on intuitively uh, bringing our sense of place philosophy to life all across our, you know, all of our touch points from design, and food and beverage, product, uh, access of uh, enriching offerings that, that allow our guests to, to have a more intimate look uh, at the destination. So for me, that really is luxury. And, and, and luxury today, you know, also, especially post-COVID, uh, it's all those things that are scarce and, and have become even more scarce because through the course of COVID, we've all uh, had a bit of a, you know, a, a reality check. And when you put things into uh, circumspect, you know, you think that, you know, what is important to me, uh, what's important to uh, individuals as human beings is it's our health, it's our, our, our families, our friends, and being 
as close to them as much as possible. We've realized how important that is. And so we'd like to create this. We, what we've done is as already Rosewood, as we know, uh, is known for a sense of place mantra. And, and what we've done is augmented those experiences, really sort of realize that how important these values are, these pillars are to our, to our guests and to the people, to human beings. And, and what we do with Rosewood is just unearth every aspect of sense of place. We've created these authentic destinations uh, where really people feel they can come together, be part of something really extraordinary and something that may, they may not have coveted uh, you know, uh, before because luxury is, as, I, as I'm trying to sum up here, is that it's not just about, especially in, in our hospitality community, it's not about great bedrooms and 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 great views and uh and 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 good room service it it goes beyond that so i read an interview uh it was from a couple of years ago and you were talking about the rosewood brand and you said what is paramount to us is growing the recognition of the brand as one that represents a differentiated approach to luxury a more modern and progressive experience that reflects the way we travel today so what is that differentiated approach a very good question. You know, I mean, I'll, I'll give you an example. First of all, let's just start with that. So you take Rosewood Mayakoba. My, um, Rosewood Mayakoba is a great example of thinking uh, beyond those traditional hotel experiences. And it's actually taking, what, what they actually do is take their guests on trips, not just at the hotel itself. Mm-hmm. So they build these relationships with them. They they sit together and, and 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 not sit together, but what they've done is they've created this sort of weekly get-togethers with our with our with our guests. Whoever wants to join, they sit in this sort of farm table. It's what we call La Seba. They come together. They they in, enjoy great music, enjoy uh, great food, uh, but at the same time meet other people that are you know have like-minded interests and develop those relationships. And what they do is then they say, okay, you want to discover is not you, you want to discover Mexico beyond Rosewood Mayacoba because we realize that of course this is a hotel luxury experience because as I as I said earlier luxury to me is is finding something that you are connected as a human being those those destinations those parts of your your mindset that you would not normally think of as luxury such as what Rosewood Mayacoba does and so what they do is they take they take you to uh, these amazingly uh, curated, um, uh, intimate experiences uh, for couples to Oaxaca, let's say. And I went on such a trip last year and I discovered mezcal. And of course, <laughs> at the same time, I, I realized that I was very partial to mezcal. Um, but, <laughs> and, and we did not stay in your typical uh, luxury hotel. We stayed in a very... Uh, you know, a, a typical uh, Mexican uh, property with 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 the you know with haciendas, and we just stayed there, just a, a handful of couples, and and we were there with the executive chef Juan Pablo, who you know who's who's so articulate with these journeys, and and we talked about the local Oaxacan culture and food and art. So it's an extension of what we do at Rosewood Mayacoba. It's what we we think that today luxury is just beyond going to a destination sitting on the beach reading a book and enjoying your margaritas i'm, I'm giving mexico as a, as a prime example here 
Yeah, and before you were talking about the sense of place and Rosewood Hotel Group has earned this reputation, a sense of place based yeah. narrative really is the approach to everything that you do. It's about creating a luxury experience for travelers while making sure that the local history and culture of the location is central to every Rosewood property narrative. So it's clear yeah. people are re-examining and reprioritizing what matters to them most, a shift that has accelerated, no question, in the last two years. So do you think the pandemic has enhanced our desire for capturing that sense of place in the destinations we want to travel to? Uh, absolutely. Um, we've seen that. We've seen that. We've seen this outcome in, in our hotels. And when, when I speak to our individual managing directors at the property level and, and try to understand what, how is our, our client behaving today, what is their mood? And of course, you know, immediately after, uh, not, not COVID, not that it's the pandemic is over, but uh, immediately when the, when the clients were beginning to travel again, their mood was obviously somber, but at the same time excited about the fact that they could travel again and go to these destinations that they used to going to. And so what's happened is that uh, the demand, the requests for accommodations have changed. Um, our clients want to uh, uh, avail themselves of, of a longer experience. So people, because they hadn't traveled for so long, the length of stay has increased. But at the same time, they're traveling with, you know, tri-generational families and friends. So we see a lot of requests for our suites and our villas. Uh, and so those habits have changed enjoying in-room villas as, as as families, as groups of people in resort destinations. And in the cities, you know, really going out to those favoured restaurants that they were used to going to before. And of course, the museums are looking at the art collections again and really realising what they've missed. So, um, and, and again, going back to what I was saying, that having these sort of authentic and these experiences that are that are delivered to you in earnest, and by that I mean when you when you take a look at our, our clients and how their habits have evolved, so have our team, so have our associates, because they're also grateful and uh, for the opportunity to continue to serve again. And they've also missed the human connection because, after all, it is their calling to uh, to build on those uh, on on those relationships, and they've missed that. They've missed that connection as well. So I think together, what we what we're seeing is that this 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 robust this connection this robust connection between our staff our associates and our and our guests so much so that they continue to they had continued to stay in touch through covid but even but now post covid as well uh, we see those relationships really continuing to evolve and of course that's the very root of who we are and we talk about sense of place as our as a guiding mantra if you will but relationship hospitality is um, uh, it's instinctive among us. And as I said, it's a calling for our, for our team. But at the same time, I think our clients feel that it is their calling to be connected uh, with, the, with, the, with our team as well. And last year, you unveiled a summer by design program, which was a series of tailored journeys in response to people's demand for these immersive and purposeful travel experiences coming out of lockdown. And this year, you have something called Summer Immerse, that taps into people's desires to explore and discover local cultures. Are these programs 
being shaped by any kind of typologies or segments of the affluent population you identified in your research? Yeah, so, so you know, we knew that this summer would be the first time that some of our guests would be able to explore widely. Uh, and there was, of course, this pent-up demand for uh, these immersive experiences. So what we wanted to do was to offer our affluential explorers a selection of uh, experiences that help them reconnect with their love of travel, pretty much what I just said earlier. And therefore, the summer immersed was born as a result of that, as a result of that understanding and comprehension of what our clients were looking at and, and, the, and, and the feedback uh, from our associates as well. So these offerings were, uh, you know, were actually grounded in, in, in four distinct uh, pillars, and that being uh, culture, flavor, uh, wellness, and of course, uh, what's imperative today is sustainability. So examples of, uh, of this would include uh, cultural offerings that connect guests with local artisans, uh, pretty much what I mentioned about uh, what we do at Rosewood uh, Maricopa with Oaxaca, and I can there are there are a myriad of such examples, uh, and of course things like like an art walk through uh, San Jose del Cabo's gallery gallery district with uh, Mexican artist David Luna, who's been part of uh, Las Ventanas's success over the last twenty five years, um, and of course and beyond that, you know, interactive tour of a biodynamic garden in Tuscany uh, where the whole family learns about you know farming culture so keeping the families away from gadgets uh, right. and and really immersing them into what's really important to us as human beings and uh, and so that we not we don't become robotic yeah so what do you want them to come away with after those amazing immersions what do you, what do you want them to feel? We want them to feel fulfilled. We want them to feel that, wow, this is something that maybe I should have done before, but it's never, you know, it's never too late. And to really realize that, you know, life goes beyond just technology and to, to avail yourself of these raw experiences. Because uh, I think as a human being, unless you've touched the earth, unless you've really uh, understood what nature is all about and understood how other cultures um, exist. Uh, and so, you know, luxury, again, it, it cannot just be about what you've amassed and what you've accumulated through, through your wealth and, your, and, and your, through your own successes. It's about this deep-rooted understanding of how other cultures uh, perform and not perform and how they exist and coexist and and these artisans and, and what these wonderful things that they do. And for me, it's so fulfilling to to go and to be able to speak to local artisans and sort of really appreciate what they do and imagine, imagine how those artisans feel about you know when when they when they when, when they get the acknowledgement uh, of uh, of somebody else uh, coming from another community, another part of the world, and and paying tribute to to what they do. So when the New World Hospitality Group purchased Rosewood Hotels in 2011, Rosewood Hotel Group CEO Sonia Chang's top priority was to take the brand global. And that ambitious strategy has certainly been realized. I was looking over Rosewood's property pipeline and you have future openings in some really evocative places like Amsterdam and Riyadh and Xi'an, Saudi Arabia and others. How do you go about selecting a location for a new Rosewood Hotel or resort? You know, as you know, that, you know, hospitality community, there are 
several operators and brands and 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 various kinds of hotel offerings, if you will, hospitality offerings. And um, in our case, everything that we've just talked about these creating these authentic experiences and journeys and 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 these fulfilling experiences. Uh, it's really important that we're very strategic in our growth. Um, and and what we do is we're very thoughtful, very deliberate, finding the right partner, like-minded partners to bring our properties to these to to you know to, to these distinguished destinations across the globe. So um, and and so we're very thoughtful, very careful, very meticulous in where we want to be and how we can create these destinations whereby you as a, as a client will feel, okay, that may not, that particular journey or that particular destination may not have been on my bucket list. But, and because Rosewood is articulating this journey, then we feel that we're in, in good hands and we'll see these destinations through Rosewood's eyes. And so what we've done over the last uh, 11 years since the brand was uh, uh, taken over by a new world hospitality group. And of course, uh, our group CEO, Sonia Chang, her top priority was in fact to continue to build on Rosewood's guiding philosophy. And, and so what we've done is we're, we're, we're really committed to evolving the Rosewood brand in a really thoughtful uh, and impactful way. And when looking for new locations, we look for destinations that that we feel our community of brand loyalists and admirers would, would want to experience through, through the Rosewood lens. And um, you know, 2022 was, a, was again a reminder to us that what we've been doing is, you know, we've been actually on the right path. Uh, and it was also a year, it reminded us that it was a year of, or it hasn't finished yet, but you know, opening strong openings with uh, Rosewood Vienna having recently opened its doors. Uh, on August 1st and, you know, marking an expansion into Austria. Uh, again, it's one of those destinations that's not normally on your bucket list, but for me, it's the, it's the city of music, it's the city of dreams. Uh, and so it was really imperative that we have that. And very quickly, uh, we also uh, announced just immediately after the opening of uh, Rosa Vienna, the um, another property in Austria, again. Um, again, one of those places that you probably would not uh, normally, uh, you know, be be attracted to, but uh, this particular destination, Rosewood Schloss Fuchel, uh, is going to be opening next year. Uh, and again, it'll be a great just outside Salzburg. It'll be a great lineage with linkage, rather, with with Rosewood Vienna and Rosewood Munich uh, and Schloss Fuchel. So when you think about these three destination, you know, when we when we set about our strategy eleven years ago, what did what do we want to do? Well, we created these hubs. And then what we do is we'll go and find destinations that can uh, make these hubs that much more attractive so that you can not just go to, uh, you don't just have to go to these authentic destinations like Rose, uh, Schloss Fuschel. You go to Munich, you explore Munich, and then it's its beauty and its um, relevance with art and culture because one, Munich is actually one of my favorite destinations as well. And Rose of Vienna, and then to to, um, as I said, extend that triangle to, to Schloss Fuchel would be such a, uh, an amazing uh, destination, something again, that would not be on your bucket list. So, and then of course, um, we also opened Rosewood Sao Paulo uh, back in January. And, and that was a major brand moment for us. You know, it, it represented our move into South America mm -hmm. and it took us 
10 years to get that property punctuated correctly. And, and you know, that's why we're very, as I mentioned earlier, we're very meticulous, careful, thoughtful, that with our partners, that we create the right, that all the attributes that we speak to of a Rosewood property are, are ticked off that they are actually represented wholly and fully within that property. And then, you know, going forward, 2023, you know, we're opening in Rosewood, Amsterdam, again, and a destination that's just, just crying for a, a super luxury plan like, like Rosewood. And, and then we're going to uh, Kona Village uh, in, in Hawaii. So, Rosewood Kona Village is going to be one of those uh, amazing destinations. I think it's one of those destinations that was just um, was just looking for something uh, unique, and and it needed Rosewood to come in to really sort of translate translate its authenticity. Uh, and I think that you know, if there was, if I was to really sort of uh, t- take a pen and kind of look at Hawaii and, and see where Rosewood should be, I couldn't have picked a perfect location. Uh, than uh, Kona Village itself. So the summer opened a floodgate of pent-up demand for travel with passenger volumes at airports similar to pre-pandemic levels. However, it's also been a summer of travel chaos around the world. So how has the summer been for your business? So the demand for summer travel really has been, you know, it's been measurable. And as our properties uh, have embraced this uptick in in occupancy, I mean, we've seen it, we've seen it, uh, we've seen uh, we've seen it through occupancies and, and and our room rates as well. And over the last few months, you know, we've obviously, as you mentioned, we've seen many restrictions have lifted globally and the demand for travel, of course, has followed. Now, uh, yes, with, with, you know, with these sort of challenges with, with air travel, uh, lack of staffing, and what we, we, we've still, we've still seen a, a huge impact into uh First of all, the drive markets, and of course, those other destinations uh, where you know there was this pent up demand. So we've seen an, an uptake of, of of close to thirty five percent on two thousand nineteen. Two thousand nineteen was a great year for us. So it's very telling. But again, what we've seen is that there's been a shift of of habits and, and the pattern of the bookings and um, you know more suite bookings, more villa bookings, but you know, eventually when people do get to these destinations, through however they get to these destinations, um, it, they, they stay longer. Um, so from a business standpoint, we've seen that. We've seen the, the rise in the average room rates, as I mentioned, um, longer stays. And I think this is going to uh, actually continue because all those people that were not able to travel as a result of these travel, some travel restrictions and, and you know, the sort of arduous, uh, uh, mode of travel today. When you when you think about uh, you know the challenges at the airport, the long lines when you come through immigration. Yes, those are you know those are difficult to accept. But once you get there, you you have that aha moment. And and I think that you know at the end of the day, we as human beings will always want to travel despite everything else. We want to know what's going on in the other parts of the world. Uh, you just can't keep us um, caged up. And last year was the first summer people had the opportunity to get back out and see the world again. And yeah. guest expectations and demands have changed. There's no question. So what are some of the shifts that you've seen in guest expectations? The pent-up demand has, you know, has been just been incredible to watch. And, and we're really heartened to see that enthusiasm for, for travel. It's stronger than ever. 
So our guests are looking for, as I mentioned earlier, that, that connection. Uh, and because of a philosophy of, uh, of relationships, hospitality, many are able to establish meaningful and long-lasting relationship with our team members, as I mentioned before, of course, which in turn creates a sense that they're a part of a family when they, when they stay with Rosewood. Um, and with these guests, with these with these, with the with, with the associates, it's not just about building that relationship when you're on property, and but it's also uh, building that relationship when you're off property. As I mentioned, what we do in Mexico and other destinations, and perhaps the biggest change we've but we've actually seen is is in our in in our residential sector. Actually, uh, we've experienced an increased interest um, in our guests that are that are either investing in longer term stays or buying a second home. Mm-hmm. Uh, and by popular demand, you know, we what we've done is we've, we've created a business model where our Rosewood residences are a great answer to all those all those customized amenities and experiences uh, that, that they feel at the, at the properties. They want some of this at home, and so what we've done is we've embarked on Rosewood residences, and and um, and we've seen a, a huge uh, uptick on. People looking for Rosewood residences, and also uh, we're, we're able to find these uh, again unique destinations. We're bringing Rosewood to their homes. So, are you seeing a return in the business traveler at all? Uh, we are beginning to see that because I think people also, as I did personally when I was traveling through, um, I was actually throughout traveling through carefully, but uh, uh, through pandemic, uh, because I felt that there was an opportunity for me to not just build on connections, but really sort of um, cement those connections that we've had. And, and as a result of which we were able to uh, grow our, our brand through, you know, through the pandemic uh, period. So, and what, what we realized that at the end of the day, the human connection is really important. Um, and yes, while our accommodations are fully equipped with all the, all your needs when you arrive there to, to limit your interaction with, with, with other people. What we've seen is that initially, yeah, people said, oh, people want to work from home. And yes, people do work from home. But also what we've seen is that at the end of the day, what really brings a, uh, what really uh, brings success to an organization is by, is when, when people are connected and and I think from a corporate standpoint, they've realized and the corporate organizations have realized that uh, travel is imperative. So we are continuing to see an uptick. Uh, as, as I mentioned before, leisure travel was, was the first to, to out of the gates, but now we're also seeing uh, corporate travel. We're also um, uh, meetings business, uh, booking in advance, uh, because again, you know, there's conferences and meetings business was was had come to a halt over the last uh, two to three years uh, so we're seeing an uptick on that and bookings are being made in advance which we have not seen for the last three years and then you're seeing a number of these new terms being thrown around like workations and leisure whatever you want to call it work anywhere is a trend that might become a permanent practice for professionals have you made changes to any rosewood hotels to be more leisure destinations <laughs> uh, well, we've seen we've seen the rise in we've definitely seen the rise in digital nomads at, at many of our properties across the brand. I mean, there's just no question. You know, when work from home was more of a novelty, we had many properties unveil packages targeting targeting the the specifics. You know, 
uh, subset of remote workers. So uh, as it has become clear that some degree of remote work will likely remain a part of our life, uh, these packages have actually evolved to a, a more standard set of amenities that make working even that, that make working even from our farthest flung destinations that much easier. Uh, yeah, these include, of course, Wi-Fi, which is accepted, you know, super high-speed Wi-Fi, but also spatial desk areas. Uh, many remote workers have found it stimulating to work from our properties uh, in, in their common areas. So our behavior is such as human beings that after a while, it's all pent up. We want to be out there and out and about, even though we may not be uh, availing ourselves of the entire sort of services that are on offer at, in, in, at and our properties, uh, people do want to be in a different environment. And I think what we've done is created this sort of environment where you can um, really, really perform at, at an optimal level. You know, our villas and service apartments are particularly um, well suited for uh, remote workers uh, as they allow guests to settle into a new place for, for an extended time. And that is, you know, whether it be for a quick uh, jaunt from uh, Los Angeles to work by Rosewood Miramar's beach, uh, a pool or a villa in, in Tuscany for a few weeks, uh, property teams, uh, you know, our property teams are really well equipped to meet the needs of those who can just work from anywhere. One of the Rosewood Hotel's crown jewels is the Carlisle here in New York City. You know, the five-star luxury hotel, which opened back in 1930, has long been a bastion for the beautiful and glamorous and really embodies a part of the city's cultural soul. The Rosewood Hotel Group purchased the Carlisle in 2011, and last year you unveiled the results of a three-year transformation of that property. What are the plans for making this nearly 100-year-old historic icon relevant to a new generation of well-heeled individuals? Yes, you know, Carlisle, for me, is one of those really special properties. When you, I remember walking into the Carlisle when I'm, you know, actually, first day of my job, uh, it was to meet uh, Sonia at the Carlisle back in 2011. And, and I walked into the Carlisle and, and I saw, and I saw its idiosyncrasies, you know, those patinaed walls and um, the, the, the property itself at the, at the, pub, at the um, pub, public space levels and how it's patinaed and worn. And, and I thought to myself, wow, this place needs some renovation. Uh, <laughs> and I saw the sort of, the charm of the elevator operators, and 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 I and I saw okay, well, this is this is really quite unique. And actually, I'd only been to the Bemelman's uh, Bemelman's Bar for for a martini before, remember, remembering how how beautiful this hotel was. But it's not till I walked in and I realized, and I stayed there for a few days, and I went away, and, and I came back again, and truly understood the personality of this hotel, which which is not easy to replicate. Uh, and so it is a unique property. It's one of those properties that gives you these goosebumps, and 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 you know, in the bowels of this this property, this this, this it's 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 steeped with so much history. Yeah. And so, so for us, you know, it, it obviously, as you said, Carlisle Brand is is iconic, and while it is synonymous with New York, we're actually looking to introduce it to a global audience. Um, and but again, very measured. Uh, we believe in in this brand, and and uh, as one as one that actually resonates, especially with a new generation of luxury uh, travelers uh, in New York. We've uh, we've seen this firsthand with a, a renewed interest in the Carlisle Carlisle from a wider audience, uh, many of whom 
uh, be experiencing the magic of the property for the first time. And, and as I mentioned before, Bebelman uh, is an excellent uh, proof point. Hale is uh, one of the hottest bars in New York City for, for the next gen crowd. And, yeah. uh, and, and I've, 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 I've been caught in, you know, caught up through the, the hurricane, uh, the, the storm that took place many years ago. Um, I, I, I Sandy? Yes. And uh, I couldn't travel back to Los Angeles and, and I was stuck at the Carlisle. Um, and <laughs> stuck I at the Carlisle. It was, uh, and actually I was stuck there for a good 10, 12 days. And I really got to understand the, the, the spirit of Carlisle that much more and the crowd that was hanging in Bevelman's, you know, different generations and, right. and, and, what a, what, a, what a great, great, uh, great property. And so what we want to do is, you know, because it's so special um, and of course without, you know, as, as I mentioned, carefully uh, transport some of its spirit to, to, to a wider audience. And so what we did was in 2021, uh, we debuted, uh, Rosewood debuted uh, Carl & Co. in Hong Kong. Right. Uh, what Carl & Co. is, it's a members club and it's, uh, it's a new brand of land, landmark, you know, private members club. Carl & Co. really actually just welcomes a carefully curated community of members drawn together by personalities and passions and interests and stories rather than status or profession. Um, and, you know, it's, it's just grounded in that timeless spirit of its namesake, the Carlisle uh, in New York. Uh, and and Colin Co's diverse and dynamic, you know, community is unlike any other, and is also home to the first chapter outside of New York, uh, you know, uh, of the legendary Cafe Carlisle, which has been, uh, as you probably know, perfecting the quintessential supper club experience for the last yeah. uh, sixty-five years. The hotel industry is starting to take a creative approach to the nagging labor shortage in the face of pent-up demand and the possibility of a looming recession. How is Rosewood managing a changing work landscape and adapting to shifting needs amid a labor shortage? Because I know, I know you're running that series of videos titled Discover Your Calling, and in yeah. it featured uh, a Rosewood employee discussing why they love working at the brand at Rosewood. Is that part of Rosewood's recruitment strategy to address this labor shortage? Yes. And so, you know, we understand, you know, we all know that talent short shortage is certainly a challenge we're facing, at, but, you know, across the globe, not just at Rosewood. Um, and, and because flexible working is a new norm, we can connect with talent and allow them to be, you know, based out of different locations. They can still be connected and, and part of our ecosystem, uh, which is really important. So we've actually launched an app uh, called the Insider, which allows our associates around the world to to stay connected and receive internal news, and uh, it's been working really well. And then, as you pointed out, you know, with the uh, Discovery Calling videos, we launched the Calling back in 2021 as our new talent and culture vision to support our core uh, relationship hospitality vision that really connects us not just to one and other, but to our guests and community at large. So, uh, and what we think, that, you know, discovering your calling, the essence of that was, if you want to be around people, and we've all realized that we do, especially if you get into our, uh, our community, if you work in our industry, then, then what is it, what is that, that, what is it that makes you 
feel good about yourself and and have that sort of fulfilling life. And so if you feel that uh, your calling is to be around people and, and not just around people, but also be able to impart your your personalities and to be able to uh, get that acknowledgement from our guests, then then you really should be part of us, part of, of, of this special community. And last year, you launched a professional development program for associates called the Rosewood Academy. Can you talk a little bit about that initiative? Yeah, so as I mentioned, you know, the talent shortage is a challenge that everyone is facing. And and being an attractive and performance-driven company for workers is really important to our brand. Uh, so in addition to providing technology to ease the work and creating an, an, an enriching culture, uh, we recognize that it actually is it's, it's also important that we provide a strong career path as well. And so we built Rosewood Academy where we groom up top, top talents and provide courses and programs for them, and uh, which we believe is critical at this moment. So you have numerous projects under development across the world. Do you have any one in particular that you're really looking forward to see open? Uh, you're right. We have so many uh, uh, properties coming up. I believe each one of them is special. I believe each one of them is a billboard property, if you will. Um, I'm actually thrilled to, to have seen the Rosewood Vienna opening uh, in August 1. I'm actually going to the official uh, launch in, in the next couple of weeks. I'm super excited about that because, as I mentioned, Vienna is steeped with history. And, uh, and there's just, there's just there's, there's so much in this beautiful uh, city. You know, it's a city of dreams and a city of uh, music. Um, and I think, you know, it's, it's, it, it's in Vienna, it's, as you know, it's probably the first luxury opening in 10 years. And, and uh, this, this particular property, it's, it's, it's elegant, it's timeless, and, and it's been highly anticipated, you know, in the city. So we're super excited about that. Uh, it's also, you know, it's, it's housed in a historic 19th century building and, and probably one of the most famous squares in Vienna's old town and, and, and really embodies that sense of place that we speak of. Uh, and it'll offer... I think it'll offer our guests that opportunity to immerse themselves in this in this really special city. So, uh, so yeah, it's you know it's launching of that particular uh, property. I'm, I'm very excited about. And while there are several other properties, uh, you know that that are coming our way, including the Rosewood, uh, the Chancery Rosewood on Grosvenor Square, and, and that's not for another couple of years or so. But I'm also excited about that because it really is, for me, is probably one of the best addresses on the planet. But meanwhile, we've also, next year, we've got um, Connor Village, as I mentioned earlier, you know, uh, and, you know, I, I've lived in Hawaii. Um, so for me, it's really special to, to be able to open a property there. I understand the spirit of the Hawaiian culture. It certainly changed my life. And of course, living in California and as an Angelino, we, there are so many people uh, that travel to Hawaii. Most of our business did come from, uh, uh, from, from Los Angeles and uh, California. And, and now to be able to, you know, I've built up, a, we, you know, I've built a, such a strong relationship with, with the people here in, in Los Angeles and, and, and those people that I would welcome back in Maui when I lived there 20 years ago. Now I can travel with them and take them to a, uh, to a really authentic destination. And then I think Kona Village is one such destination. It's located on the um, you know, Kohala coast of the big island of Hawaii. 
it's an iconic retreat that will just you know it'll 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 just take the rosal flag to a whole new level because when you talk about authentic destinations this destination in particular is very earnest in what it delivers and the experiences that and that our clients will get those fulfilling and enriching experiences that they'll receive at Kona village will will be a sort of uh, yet another defining moment in Rosewood in what it believes in, in offering these sense of place destinations. So Radha, my final question is the luxury item question, which I ask all my guests. So if you were stranded on a deserted island and you can only have one luxury item with you, what would that one luxury item be? It can't be any form of air transportation to get you off that island or water transportation to get you off that island. <laughs> Or anything that requires mobile service to call somebody to get you off that island. I what see. what would that one single luxury item that you would like to have with you on this deserted island? Well, since I can't take a mobile device, and these days, <laughs> as you know, we like to stream our music, what I would do is dig out my old iPod and take with me music that I love and enjoy that that transport me back to my my life in the past I can I you know it's, it's almost like um, creating your own chamber of dreams and the, and, and the book where you can kind of look back and search in your soul and all those special moments and of, of music of, of different eras that I've grown up through uh, I would do that I would I would take my music with me because I, you know, the moment that I may wake up every morning, I, I put my music on. Uh, before I before I go to bed, I'm turning my music off, so it's on all day long. And so for me, music is really important. It makes me feel good. It lessens my stress. It lessens my pain. Uh, it lessens my struggles sometimes, and and it's just a great distraction and brings positive positivity and, and calmness to, to my daily life. And, and as I said, I, you know, I create this chamber in my, in my, in my head and I can get nostalgic with it and, and look back on, you know, the seventies, the sixties and seventies and eighties. And then I'll go to the jazz part and I'll go to the classic music, classical music. So for me, music is, is everything. And, and I think if I have music, I can forget about everything else. Radha Arora, president of Rosewood Hotels and Resorts. Thank you so much for joining me on The Luxury Item. Thank you, Scott. That's it for this episode of The Luxury Item Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. If you found this useful and entertaining, I would be really grateful if you can share it with a friend or colleague. I would love it if you subscribe so you never miss an episode. And while you're there, be sure to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts really helps other listeners find us. The Luxury Item Podcast is a production of Silvertone Consulting. I'm your host, Scott Kerr. Until next time.